Shit, who got on my headphones? We're well, live. We're live right now? And I was cussing already? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, guys, welcome into the uh, North Bay Face-Off podcast brought to you by Bay Area Combat. My name is Jim Cooley. Today, I am joined by one of the best fighters on the West Coast, indeed in California for sure, Joe Cropscott. It is Cropscott, not shot. He yells at me whenever I say it the wrong way. Let me fix these headphones, guys. I just got here. So, Joe, um, first of all, I want to thank you for coming out today and joining us here on the North Bay Face-Off podcast. It was a long drive. Yeah, yeah, I'm used to driving a lot. Like, I drove out to San Francisco earlier today. Yeah. Drove out, drove back home, came back out here. What were you doing in San Francisco? Training. With just who? tapering oh, down at El Nino. At El Nino. Yeah. They have a gym in, in San Francisco, too? Yeah, that's the only one that Is I Is that know. the only one? I thought yeah. there was one in the East Bay, no? No. Okay, okay. So, they're in San Francisco. You train there. You also train at Team Santos. Yeah. But you train in different places. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. So, uh, was there, like, hella traffic coming over the bridge? Oh, yeah, dude. Dude, I came from Getting Sacramento. Yeah, it was bad. It wasn't good at all. And it's kind of like hot, and then it's cold, and then it's hot, and then it's cold. You just told me that you were kind of hot and cold. Yeah, yeah, just training, like <laughs> drinking a lot of water. So. What would you train today? Oh, just Muay Thai. Yeah? Just some pads and some bad conditioning. Do you feel like, is, is that what you're kind of working on right now, is your, is your stand-up? Um, yeah, stand-up and like wrestling. Yeah. That's like the main two focuses right now. Like I know my jiu-jitsu is good. But so I still grapple all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And and you you're very well cross trained overall. You know, you do a little bit of everything. Um, real quick before we even get into where you trained and who you who you fought, what brought you into the MMA world? That's a it's a long story. That's um, okay. We got a long time. Okay, good. Um, I guess uh, it started off like I just started getting in trouble a lot in like seventh grade, eighth grade. Like started getting suspended for fighting. Um, I started skateboarding and like hanging out with just you know skater kids. Like I was skating a lot. Um, Blame the skater kids. Yeah, yeah, but I was, you know, one of those dirty kids. Like, um, and then <laughs> eventually, dirty uh, kids. In high school, when I was a sophomore, my parents sent me to the desert in Utah for like eleven months, for like a like basically like a boot camp type of thing. Like, oh, you see really? The movie Holes. Are you serious? Yeah. Like, like, yeah. what's like his I, name? Uh, what's that dude's name what, from Holes? Stanley Yelnats. Yeah, but what's the guy who plays him? Oh, he's crazy oh. now. He's a total lunatic now. I know. I'm trying to think of from his Transformers. Name. I can't, it's, I'm blanking. Um, Wick Wiki, Sam Wick Wiki. Yeah. I, anyways, go ahead. Yeah, but um, Shia LaBeouf. Shia that's LaBeouf, it that's okay. it, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I didn't have like a, we were in the mountains in Utah, like the high desert mountains for like three months from like October to January. Holy shit. Like no showers, everything's in a backpack that you're living <laughs> out of. Like you, Fighters don't shower anyway. No, no. I mean, I had to shower a lot with all the training <laughs> I'm doing, it's gross. But uh, yeah, so we were living out of a backpack for like three months, like a small group of dudes who were all like, a couple of them were like pretty psychotic dudes, but then a couple were just like criminals. Yeah. Dependent, like they could be court ordered <laughs> there or they could be brought there by their parents. So I didn't know. Who was shit. the worst guy? Who was the worst guy? I don't even know if I should say his it's name. It's okay. It's okay. He's not watching. Um, uh, his name rhymes. Okay. He's just a crazy dude. Okay. Um, did like home invasions. Oh shit. Like heroin, like everything, like a crazy motherfucker. Like, yeah. I didn't feel safe being around him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was like before I could fight too. Like he was cool with me though, but. So I was three months in the wilderness and then like eight months in a boarding school in Utah, like a lockup, like kind of prison style boarding Damn, school. Damn, bro. Boys. Yeah. So it was like 11 months in the middle of high school. And then um, I got back after that and like, I don't know why I just started training like jujitsu. I always liked fighting, but uh, just started doing jujitsu with a buddy of mine at school. And uh, we like the first day I ever went in, we just started boxing with no mouth guard, like going crazy, like no time limit. Was this like a garage or did you go to a no, gym? No, I went to Team Santos. Oh, so team, that was like okay, my first okay. day I ever went. That's right. I read that on your Facebook, first place you ever went. Okay. Yeah. So my buddy who's like a firefighter now brought me in. Um, I told him, I was like, yeah, I do MMA. 
uh, I hadn't trained at all. <laughs> Told him I was a fighter. Like, he's he's like, all right, come on. Like, I come did train. the same shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the first day I was like trying to Kimura people from guard, oh, like no. inside their guard. Yeah. Like just stupid stuff like that. And um, we ended up just boxing that day super hard. And uh, I just like fell in love with it right away. And just yeah. like ever since that day when I was like 16, I just committed like everything to it. What happened to your buddy that you started training with? Is he still, he still trains? Yeah, like he's probably going to be fighting on uh, Bay Area Combat coming up. What's his making name? His debut, Albert Glancy. Okay, yeah, he, he's going to make his debut. How, he's your same age as you? Um, he's like three years older. I can't believe you were a dirty skater kid who got sent off to like boarding school, dude. Like I always thought you were this clean cut, like always did everything right kind of guy. That's kind of cool. Now I, I got a little more respect for you now. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> I had to like change it around to train, you know. Yeah. So you've been Santos day one. You know, not yeah. a lot of people come into this sport train at one place and just continue to go on and train yeah yeah it's rare um yeah you see a lot of people bouncing around like i've, I've bounced around from one or two places but like santos we kind of built up like when i said on the first one um we kind of built it up from like the ground like there wasn't really a fight program or anything when we started we just kind of made our own environment better right you train with bueno a lot yeah is he one of your better training partners yeah for sure who, who else over there do you train with a lot like, I'm me, Bueno Sal at Team Santos, Albert. We got, like, some killers at jiu-jitsu, at my jiu-jitsu school who, like, have never fought, but they're, right. like, they would strangle most dudes, like, fighting. <laughs> um, and then at El Nino, I have some just great dudes. So like, what made you, so if you were at Santos for so long, and we'll talk about Team Black in a few minutes, but what made you kind of branch out a little bit and go to El Nino? Um, like, since day one, John, was all, John Santos, who runs Team Santos, was always telling us, like, if you want to do MMA, go to El Nino. Like, he wasn't trying to hold us back, right. which was great. Like, that's why I was still, we're still, like, rocking. He was like, him. I can give you this, yeah. but you need this yeah. if you're going to do this. Yeah, yeah, he could give us the good, that's like, cool. Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, like, fundamentals, like, the pressure pass, like, everything, like, solid Jiu-Jitsu. But he knew, like, we needed to go out to Gills and learn wrestling and striking. And he, like, came up with them, like, in, C like, the Caesar Gracie, like, days in Pleasant Hill. Right, like, he right. was training with Nick, Nate, Dave Terrell, right. Gilbert. He got. He's one of the guys who has a black belt from Caesar, which is right. Like and there's not rare. many. No. Wade Vieira, I think Nick. There's just not very many, dude. No. Yeah. So that's cool. So so you take you mostly do jits. So you do some jits at Santos, but you're also training jits over at at El Nino yeah. as well. Yeah. And then today El Nino, you're doing stand up. Yeah. So speaking of stand up, and you talk about working on your stand up a little bit, Muay Thai. You were training with Dan Black, yeah. runs Team Black. Obviously, Matt the Butcher Baker, all those guys that come out of there that can just go. Um, what made you stop training there? Um, I was training with Dan for a long time, like my first four amateur fights. Um, but I needed something like more uh, wrestling based. Like I was good at kickboxing and good at jujitsu. I needed to work on my wrestling and my boxing. And um, like it was, he's a great coach. He taught yeah. me a lot of stuff that I still like say to this day like kind of little mantras and different like techniques that he's taught me. But uh, I needed something more consistent, like a base, like with more people, more consistent. Yeah. Um, and El Nino's that. It's a good environment for me to like grow. Did you wrestle in school? No. No, not at all. Not at all. So you didn't, did you play any sports or you just skateboarded? I played, yeah, I did all the like basic sports, like baseball, soccer. The basic sports. Yeah, baseball. Those are the basic so yeah, sports. I mean, I played hockey for a little bit. <laughs> I um, like that, the basic sports. Yeah. I wish I would have wrestled. Wait, you played around. hockey in yeah. California? Did yeah. they play fucking hockey in California? <laughs> yeah. Roller hockey. Oh, roller like, hockey. Yeah. That's right. Way Sacramento, long. I think, had a roller hockey team, like yeah. the River River Rats or some shit. So you just didn't didn't like it? No. not. I mean, I played for like a little bit, but they had like a limit on how many goals you could score a game. So I'd get to three goals in the, mid, like in the beginning period. And they bench and then, you? 
No, that I'd have to like literally skate around and like pass it to people and just get assists. Did you fight though? Could you like get it on in, in roller hockey? I tr- I tried to, but we couldn't <laughs> do it. Like you get suspended for games. You, you get sent to Utah if you get in fights yeah, in roller much, hockey. <laughs> okay, so were you good at any other sports? Yeah, yeah, I was pretty good at baseball. Like when I actually when I went to that boarding school in Utah, I played like JV baseball, like against other Utah teams. Like that nice. was the one thing we could get out into like the real world and do. So I was pretty good at baseball and soccer. That's cool. Yeah. So, but no wrestling background, but you wanted to find a wrestling background. So yeah. that's why you sort of said, hey, Dan, I love training with you, but I need to go find somewhere where I can work on my ground game. Yeah. And your ground game, before we even get into your MMA, look, I went on your page and I was trying to figure out how many times you fought fight to win. Seth doesn't do a great job of putting up results and stuff. So there's no real bank of results from fight to win. But how many fight to wins have you done? Four. Four. Okay. And yeah. what's your record? It's two and two, but like the two decisions were both split. Okay. And, uh, I mean, I think I won. Obviously, I'm a fighter. I think that, uh, but no one submitted me in fight twin. That's like some of the best brown belts in the world. Did you? Did you go gi or no gi? I've done both. Done like both. My okay. last one was gi. I don't ever train in a gi. I just threw it on. Do you remember the guys you fought there? Yeah. Um, my first one was Kaniella. Oh wow. Kahua Nui. Yeah. Kahua Nui. Yeah. yeah. Great, like Kyle Brown Belt. Um, my second one was a Vince Barboza, who's out of Reno. Uh-huh. Vince and he's Barboza. Like, he teaches yeah. like Henzo Gracie. Like he's a legit yeah. leg locker. Didn't get submitted. So I lost my first two by split decision. Okay. And then my third match was probably my hardest against Benji Silva. Okay, another like good guy. One of the best yeah. belts in the world. Dude, you're fighting beasts. Yeah. And then, I, I mean, I submitted him in the, like, the last minute of that one with a rear naked choke. And then my, uh, my last one, I don't remember the dude's name. Okay. But he was some local Reno guy. And I just so you're, you're split two and two, but you, you've won your last two. Yeah. So between that and MMA, you're 8-0 in your last eight fights. Yeah, pretty much. There you go. Okay. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about MMA. So obviously you're doing jiu-jitsu, you're doing Muay Thai. Did you ever think, I want to be a jiu-jitsu fighter or I want to be a Muay Thai fighter? What made you say, no, I want to put it all together and be an MMA fighter? Um, even really before I even wanted, like, started training like uh, consistently at Team Santos, me and my friends watched like old Anderson Silva fights. I remember the Chael Sonnen one at Oracle. and I was like, I love oh. that Chael Sonnen and Anderson Silva are old. Well, I mean, that wasn't Damn, that old. Thanks a lot, Crop Scott. That was a great fight. I mean, uh, we submitted him in the fifth round with the triangle. After that, I was like, oh, like MMA is like the coolest sport ever. Yeah. So I kind of always knew I wanted to be an MMA fighter. I just needed to get like a, a foundation in one of the martial arts. I got gotcha. you. So kind of, I did jujitsu for the first like year pretty solid and then started doing my striking. And did you fight any Muay Thai fights, even anime or anything? I had one IKF fight. Oh, okay. I, I took it on like 18 hours notice and like uh, didn't win, but... It was a good experience. Yeah, I mean, and it's just another thing to add to your resume. Yeah, it's a couple months into kickboxing, too, against a good dude. So Yeah. So what – okay, so let's just talk a little bit about first your Amy career. 4-0. 5. 5-0, 5-0, and five. Five and oh, yeah. okay. And uh, then you turn pro pretty quickly because we have a lot of these guys, and I don't want to call them sandbaggers because then I'm going to get home and I'm going to see all this shit on my Facebook, <laughs> but there are a lot of fucking sandbaggers who like, – 20 Amy fights, and they're beating up guys that have never fought before, and it's, come on, dude, it's time to go pro. What I like about you is that you fought those four or five fights, and then, bam, you said, okay, I'm going to go pro. What made you decide to go pro so quickly? Um, I guess it was just like the – the way I was finishing the fights, I guess it was quick. And like, I knew how I stacked up with like legit UFC fighters when I've trained with them or like other elite pro fighters. Like I knew how good I was. So I didn't really think there was much like benefit for me staying in amateurs when I could go make some money. Like we're not getting paid to do amateur fights. I like that. I mean, I love Bay area combat. It's a great, like, like you got to do it to get the foundation and like learn, but like, I want to get paid doing this. It's funny. I, I messaged Nate one night 
it was like, I don't know, like three years ago and Paul Smith was putting on a show and I said, hey, dude, I need an AMI fighter tomorrow. And he goes, don't look like a fucking idiot. Why would I fucking send an AMI fighter? I don't do AMIs. I need to eat. I need food. This is before he made millions of dollars fighting fucking uh, McGregor. But anyway, it was funny. And I, he was like the only guy who would come out and say, I want to make money off this. Like, I don't want to not make money. Yeah. Are you making good money? Uh, I'm not making good money, but yeah. like I'm figuring out ways to like hustle and like sell shirts, like sell a good amount of tickets like sponsors i'm able i'm able to like just train a lot and uh train people and really like try to make a living doing that and save up yeah so let me ask you a question because this this comes up a lot i see guys who go undefeated in amis then they win their first few fights are, are you ready not that you're gonna lose because i don't see anyone that can beat you right now i think you're 22nd in california right now okay. uh something like that you might even be 19th somewhere in between 19 and 22 i think you are this is a little outdated but i think someone told me the other day that you're 19th but either way um do you are you set up for that like you fight a, a just a beast and he happens to get you in a decision or something are you ready for that because what i don't like is guys that win so much and you see the ronda rousey effect and then she loses and just falls apart you know what i mean yeah i'm ready to lose like i've lost kickboxing fights i've lost fight to win it really just lights a fire like under my ass after that like right after losing fight to win i was like i need to get on another show and i was on like less than a couple weeks later i know there it's you. not an mma fight but yeah, but hey, like, it's 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 experiencing that situation. Yeah, like I'm cool. Like I know most people don't go undefeated in MMA. Is there anybody at your experience level on the West Coast that can beat you right now? I don't think so. I like, like that attitude. Yeah, too. I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I think I'm pretty well rounded. And and you think you get better and better as you yeah. go, obviously. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to train right now? Because you go through. I know you go through waves. Like I like to do this this day. But what do you what do you right now? What are you in? I'm like loving stri- like my Muay Thai striking. Like I have a help, like a super good coach at El Nino who I've kind of like bonded with. We have a lot of coaches there, but me and Daniel Kim, like DK is what we call him. He's a great Muay Thai coach. He was a pro Muay Thai fighter. Yeah. But I think he's an even better coach. So like I've, I'm loving that right now. Who's your Who's your uh, guy that you like to spar with standing up right now? I don't know. I got a lot of good guys. Like um, there's this guy that not many people know about at our gym at El Nino, um, Garrett. I don't know what his last name is, but he was like an all-American uh, wrestler, okay. Division One at Stanford, and also like Golden Gloves amateur okay. boxer. So he's like legit. So I've been sparring with him, um, Camilo Mejia, who's uh-huh. the, the champ here. Bueno, he's a yeah. little smaller, but still good rounds for me because he's long. So he's training with bums, dude. You don't got yeah. nobody to get the yeah, champ with. Yeah, a lot of bums. There. Like Gilbert can hop, <laughs> will hop in and shark tank me. Yeah, that's um, always fun. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting shark tanked all the time. That's like yeah. my main punishment every day. But you need that. That's yeah. going to just make you a better fighter. Yeah. Uh, what's your biggest asset as a fighter right now? I mean, I think uh, like my. I don't know. Like people always say, like their mentality, but I really don't think um, someone could like put me in a position that I will quit in right. a fight. Like I think that they're gonna have to like shut my like nervous system off. You've had like what one decision? I think you, every other fight you finished, right? Yeah, yeah, and, one decision. And I think that was unanimous as well. So yeah. it's I not had a like a couple ten or like one ten eight in that one. Like I feel like I should have had the finish, but Diego Lopez is tough. Yeah, you fought some beast, dude. I was looking because I actually commentated that fight, you and Diego Lopez yeah. at Conquer Three, and that was actually a really good fight. But you, I mean, you won it very handily, obviously. Um, Noah Christie, Joseph Cardozo, who's a great fighter as yeah. well. So you fought some beasts, dude. Yeah, yeah. Is there anybody you want to fight right now? Um, the guy who I'm fighting in a week. That's, a, that's who I'm really worried about right <laughs> now. Um, I've I've always wanted to fight with Dylan Dennis. Okay. Like I know that he's like got good jujitsu. I think it's a. Uh, a good like rivalry SBG versus scrap pack. Do you just not like him? No, I, I don't even know the guy. Like I don't like his persona. Right. I think I would smoke his, his character. He could try to pull guard on me 
and like try to toehold me, I'm just gonna smash him. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's what fight I want. I want the like scrap pack versus SBG rivalry to keep going. Like Artem fought Chris Avila from Stockton. Nate fought Connor. Right. I, I want to take him out. I got Chris's first fight. Really? Yeah, I got him his first fight. Okay. Uh, Art of War. It was. Oh, okay. That's yeah, cool. yeah. I had to. I had to bribe Nate. I had to bribe Nate to come to the show because they wanted him there. So I said, okay, I'll get Chris a fight. He's like, you get Chris a fight, I'll come. So that's why we did it. But I like Chris. I think Chris is a good dude. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the way the UFC handled the situation with him, but yeah, I think that that'll that'll fix itself. So let me ask you this: What's your favorite fight to this point? Um, my first pro fight. Just because it was the first one. Um, just because of how much blood. Like it sounds kind of gross, but how much blood <laughs> there was. Like and um, it was yeah, it was your first pro fight. Um, I cut both his eyebrows open and like after that I slipped throwing a knee to the head and like I put a, I threw on a triangle and I remember like as I was squeezing the triangle tighter like like a fountain of blood was pouring into my face like my mouth my eyes my and you were ears. like I'm fucking this dude up yeah. this is good shit yeah, yeah. I, like, I didn't care that I was on my back <laughs> triangling the dude um, so that was my favorite that was fun nice okay so let me ask you this then say you don't get Dylan you win this fight in a week is there somebody else that you – somebody that's attainable right now that, that you may want to fight next? Because obviously – I mean, I don't want to look past this next fight. In fact, you know what? Before we even do that, let's talk about this next fight. Yeah. Do you have a game plan? I know you don't want to really give it away, but do you have a game plan? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah. I have a game plan, but um, I'm ready to go wherever the fight takes it. Is like, the game plan based on video you've seen of him or just this is how Joseph Cropscott's going to fight this fight? It's. I mean, there's some stuff that you do based on your opponent. Like if you see like a big opening, like – for sure, I'm going to try to exploit that. But I'm going to go out there and do my thing. Like, every fight's the same for me. Like, I'm going to keep my range on the feet, uh, make the person overextend or panic and try to close the distance in a stupid way, and then I'm going to capitalize on that and either, like, hit them and keep moving or take them down when they're off balance. And tell us, when that fight, where is it? When is it? Um, Gladiator Challenge. It's next week, uh, March 23rd at Thunder Valley Casino. I'm all out of tickets, but... Uh, I'm sure there's a way to watch it live or something. Yeah, there's probably more t other fighters probably have tickets. Not yeah. everyone can sell Joseph Cropscott tickets. I mean, I didn't get that many. But. I'm out of tickets. You know, <laughs> I sold all my shit. Everybody wanted them. So, you know, you can't come. <laughs> How many tickets did you sell? Uh, I only had 30. He only gave me 30. So I could have definitely sold a lot more. What's the most tickets you sold for a fight? Um, my first Bay Area con Oh, maybe Dragon House. My last Dragon House, I sold like 65. Nice. So that was the so You have a big support system, man. A lot of people want to come and see you fight. Is that through your school, through your family, a little bit of both? Um, definitely Team Santos. Like, they have a huge, like, crew of people. Like, Michael Bueno got, sells a lot of tickets, too. Uh, I train a lot of clients. So I have, like, a lot of people who want to come watch me fight. Train in jiu-jitsu, like, like privates? More of my privates are, like, uh, kickboxing. Okay. But I have some people doing that who come out and, like, family friends so it's kind of like all over the place i get random people hitting me up for do they know that you used to be a dirty little kid though like they pay you not to train and they not all of them. <laughs> some of them yeah. used to hit mormons with skateboards when you were in utah <laughs> <laughs> all right that's cool man i didn't know that you were coaching people that's pretty yeah, cool yeah so mostly striking though yeah for the most part you got any students that like you're thinking hey this guy could actually get somewhere i got a kid right now who's like 14 nice who's six foot two and what the eighth, eighth grade like 155 and he's like, uh, he's like probably like at the high end of like a kid white belt right now. He's like pretty good at jujitsu, but his striking is nasty. Nice. What's his name? Nate. Give him a shout out. Yeah, Nate. Uh, Nate Cheeseman. There's a big shout out for you. The camera's actually right there though. You okay. keep looking at the screen, but okay. You just want to see yourself. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, 
like I said, so past that next fight you've got coming up in a week, and obviously Dylan Dennis is going to be that's going to be tough. I think you're, you're, yeah. it's going to be a while before you get to fight him. But yeah. nobody else around here, anybody calling you out? Is there anybody shit talking you there at all? There is right one now? dude shit talking me, uh, Evan Gubera. Exactly, that's what I wanted you to say. Yeah, oh, you did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think maybe if he wins, like wins his fight, we could fight on the next Dragon House. What's his issue with you? That I beat his friend. Fabian, I think that's his main issue. Oh yeah, that was uh, that was in the Amis, right? No, oh, no, that was your last fight, Fabian Gutierrez. Yeah, Dragon House. Yeah, it was that first round or second round. First round, it's guillotine. Yeah. So you just don't even like to give people a chance; just end them right away. No, I'll try. I'll try to get the path of least resistance every time. <laughs> so if you had a choice, your next ten fights, you finish them all: submissions or knockouts. I really don't care. Like everyone always wants to like say they want to get the knockout, but I'm happy to use my striking to create whatever opening. Like if the knockouts come, they come. I'm just gonna keep getting finishes, like, and preserve my body until I, ha- I have to go through some wars. One of the good things I think now that has evolved in mixed martial arts, especially from the fan base perspective, back when like in the days of like Dan Severn, Ken Shamrock, those guys, everybody just wanted a knockout. Yeah. If you went to the ground, you got booed out of the building. Now though, like you see the crowd react when you start to go for a Kimura or you're looking for a triangle. They see it. They sense it. They love it. I think that's an advent that you guys have that you can really work your submission game and not worry about boring the crowd. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But the thing is, like, I love to strike. I like to make it, like, like kind of chaotic and make the transitions happen. Like, I like to use my reach to make them kind of panic and then have crazy scrambles. You've had... You probably had the reach in every fight, right? I think so. I have some pretty long arms for my height. Yeah, you tall. As soon as you walked in, because I mean, we've seen each other before, obviously, but when you walked in, I was thinking, man, he is tall for that weight. So yeah. I think you probably do have a reach a lot. Yeah, I think I do. So who's your biggest supporter in your family? Um, Probably my girlfriend, who's not even really in my family. But she's your family. Yeah, she's my family for yeah. sure. Like, we've been together for seven years. So Wow. Yeah. Um, so she supports me a lot. So you're not going to be one of those guys that gets the UFC contract and then leaves his girl behind? No, for okay. sure not. Because that happens a lot. That's sad, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you say that now till they all come out of the woodwork. <laughs> she's watching this right now. <laughs> I'm getting you in trouble no, right now, bro. I'm, I'm getting some food with her tonight, so. So you'll get yelled at when she's. Yeah. Don't yeah. blame me. That was. He, I'm going to look at the can, at the video now. Um, so do you want to fight for a title in Bay Area Combat? Yeah. Yeah. If they start doing pro-am shows, I'd love to. Yeah. And. um let me ask you something. If you weren't going to be a fighter, let's say you, let's say tomorrow, God forbid something happens, you don't get hurt, but you just can't fight anymore. You just in mentally, you just can't fight anymore. What are you going to go do oh, with your tough. crooked nose and, I know. and you know your pretty boy hair? What are you going to go do? That'd be tough, man. <laughs> uh, I really have no clue what I would do. I would probably. I couldn't teach, you know, so I don't even know, man. I really have not thought about. No, you got to leave MMA behind. And you can't give me a no, I don't know. You got to tell me what would you do. What Before you were, when you were a dirty kid and you weren't going to be a fighter, what did you have plans to? I, I was skating a lot. Like I really, Bank I never robber, thought about my, yeah. Home invasion. Some criminal stuff. No. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I like stand-up comedy. I'm not that funny, but I think it'd be. I think good. you're pretty funny. Oh, what the heck? <laughs> I think maybe the next Barry of Combat, we have Joe Cropscott do some stand-up comedy to yeah. warm up the crowd. That would be so awful. Your teammate, Leslie Smith, does stand-up comedy. Yeah, she's pretty funny. She's. We were doing a, the last round podcast one night, and they had this weird open mic thing downstairs from us. She's like, I'm going to go down there and do my act. I'm like, are you fucking serious? So we stopped the show. We went down there. She did her act, and she blew it up. Dude, like, people loved it. That's awesome. She's super dirty, but it was funny. It was funny as hell. Yeah. Yeah. So why not? Try it. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I don't, I'm going to set it up. I can't focus on more than one thing, really. Like, MMA, you got to focus on, like, wrestling, jujitsu, Muay Thai. Like, that's really. How often my, do you train? 
too much, man. Like I'm I'm a week out from my fight. Like I just was training to like I trained all last week. I gotta start tapering now. Like I'll take a chill day tomorrow. Like just do some Muay Thai and uh, rest. I train like every day at least twice. How long are your camps usually once you got a fight in place? I mean, I know you're you stay ready all the time and you're training all the time, but how long is your actual fight camp? Probably eight weeks. Like the first two pro fights I had, I did like ten weeks, and that was just horrible. That's so long. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. You ever train at elevation or anything? You just kind of stick around here? No, I don't train at elevation. I run a lot of hills. Yeah. That's like good. I know it's not elevation, but. How many like, miles do you get in before a fight total, you think? In the fight camp? Yeah. Probably like 12 a week for like the eight weeks. Ooh, that's a lot. Yeah. Where are you running at? You're running in the East Bay or you're running in East San- Bay? Like yeah. Los Trompas is my favorite. Like the regional park has just got so many trails. Yeah. Yeah. So. Is it tough, and I want to talk to you about this because you're a new professional fighter. You've only had two pro fights, and people are talking about this a lot. And, of course, Leslie, who we just talked about, is spearheading all this stuff for unions and things. But is it tough for you right now, um, money-wise, financially-wise? Like, we heard uh, Diego Bigelow on the show talk about how hard it is for him right now and how he wants to make money. Is it tough for you as well right now in between fights? Definitely, but uh, luckily training people – like trading people i make pretty good hourly money if i do that a little bit and uh i'm I'm still living at my parents house trying to just ride that out as long as i can uh and save up some money but yeah i don't make as much money like i make a big amount of money fighting like not a big amount but you make a couple grand and then i gotta kind of let make it last right stretch it out a little bit yeah so money's not like my main concern i'm pretty like low budget lifestyle that's kind of how the El Nino people are. I'll never forget when Leslie got uh, the bonus. She got the performance bonus, and then she showed up in that same beat-up Acura Integra that she drives around everywhere. And I said, dude, why don't you buy a car? No, I like this car. Buy a car, dude. That car's nasty. The thing just rolls all over the place. It's not even good. Are you going to be like that when you start making real money? Just, nah, I'm not going to spend money. I mean, I when I start making real money, I'm definitely going to get some nice stuff. Like, I'm going to save you now right now. I'm going to save you from earlier. You're going to spend a lot of money on your girl, right? Buy her a bunch of nice sure, things. There sure. you go. Yeah. That's it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm driving like a 97 Forerunner right now with like 340,000 miles. Like, Damn. It's old. Thing still goes. Yes. Yeah, so that's a good car. Yeah. I'm lucky. Um, but yeah, I think I'll probably spend some money on nice stuff afterwards. Mom, by, by mom, something. To. Yeah, maybe. Since they've been letting you live there. Maybe. Yeah, yeah for sure. Where do you live again? <laughs> uh, like San Ramon, Danville. So. But with your mom, right? Yeah, mom and dad. Yeah, see, you got to buy them something. Yeah. Man. Pay the rent, something. Dude. Yeah, you're Help right. Out. Do you feel like fighters at your level are getting paid what they deserve? Um, Probably not, but I don't see how it's going to change unless you really make like a name for yourself. Like I kind of get that it's competitive. Like, you really have to stand out to make money. Absolutely. Yeah. And the reason I asked you that, and I'm glad that your answer was that, because I, I told someone the other day, in fact, I think I said it yesterday on the NorCal Mixed Martial Arts podcast, that you are very underrated and that people sleep on you. And I know people know you're good, but, like, I'll be talking to people, and if I mention, like, Justin Baseman or Max Griffin or even Max's brother, you know, everyone knows who they are. There's certain fighters from this area that people know. Sometimes I'll mention you and people go, oh, I don't know who that is. And I'm like, dude, how do you not know who that is? Dude's never been beat. He's only gone to a decision once. It was a monster decision. So do you feel like people are sleeping on you right now? Uh, maybe, yeah. Like I'm only, I only have two pro fights, so maybe they, don't, they haven't heard of me. Like, that's fine. I, I really don't care what people think. Like, when the cage door closes, it's just the, the two people. So whoever they think is going to win doesn't matter once that cage door closes. Fair enough. Yeah. What's the most important for you to get yourself out? Being a character on social media, being someone that people can laugh at, or is it just getting in there and performing? Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think it's a mix. Like you definitely have to work social media. Like I'm trying to do that. I'm not that good at it. Um, 
I feel like I just feel weird, you know, constantly putting your shit in people's face. But you got to do it. It's I'm like, the same way, dude. Yeah, it's part of the game now. So like, I'm trying to force myself to put time into that every day. Um, and it sucks because like you'll make a post like about your family or something you accomplished, and a lot of people will like it. Then you put up like your fight poster, and you get like I don't know about you, but I get like less likes. Like people don't pay as much attention because they're like another fucking fight poster. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, I could see that. I feel like it might be the opposite for me. Like if I post really? something about like. Uh, I guess like sponsorship stuff, you know, people don't like when you post about a sponsor, but like the fight stuff for me gets a pretty good, like, that's cool. I mean, who knows? But do you get a lot of people asking you for tickets? Um, yeah, people ask, but then a lot of people don't actually follow through and get them. But I mean, do they ask you for free tickets? Do you oh, get that no, a lot? No, you don't. No. That's crazy, dude. Like everyone I talk to is always like, Oh, you gotta give me tickets. You gotta give me tickets. You gotta to just fucking buy the tickets. Yeah. Support the fighter. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, we already paid a fight, like to do all the medicals and, do everything like yeah it's okay what are what are the companies that have treated you the best from day one to now that you fought for i mean for sure bay area combat that was great like the the one show i did for them they got like the little um frame poster for being on the co-main or main event um i mean conquer fighting wasn't bad yeah like that was cool i got to do like day before weigh-ins for like three of my amateur fights and that so, felt like a big, like, that just felt like a big show, like yeah. the production, you know what I mean? But they put so much money into that show, and obviously, unfortunately for Trevor and those guys, they're not around anymore, and I think that had a lot to do with how much, but when they did do it, they just did it big, yeah, and it felt awesome. really big, yeah. Yeah. So, and I, that, that, like, that's the night I really got to kind of get a glance of how good you were when I was commentating that fight. I was like, man, this kid is really good. And obviously, Leslie was talking you up, you know, the whole time, and, and I would seen you fight prior to that, but... I really got a, a, a glimpse of what I thought was going to be your future, which I think, honestly, dude, I feel like you're going to be one of those guys that transcends California like Max Griffin did, transcends California and kind of leaves this area. You're fighting Bellator, you're fighting UFC, and becomes something. That's my opinion of you as a fighter. Well, thank you, man. Like, that's definitely the goal. Like, I don't want to just be a regional fighter. Like, we got a lot of good guys here. I think it's like the most competitive area in the country God, almost. Like, there's be, some really man. good dudes. Um, but yeah, I for sure want to get past the state circuit. Like, I want to fight all over. I want to fight all over the world. Like, I'm trying to do this for a career. Yeah, and that's that. Like you said, you have no other options. Like, you can't yeah. think of anything else that you'd even yeah. want to do. So, hopefully, there's. I mean, I I feel like it's going to be successful anyway. Uh, right now, short term goals we know. Long term goals is it Bellator? Is it UFC? Is it, what is it? What's your long-term goal? Since day one, it's been UFC. Like, Bellator is great, and I pay. I'm sure some dudes are getting paid, but, like, day one, it's been the UFC. There's nothing that's, like, the same caliber as that. Is there guys in your weight division that you can beat in the UFC right now? I think so. Tell me who. Uh, let's think. Um, I can't even really think of all the dudes. I mean, I think Kelvin Gastelum's short. I'm sure he's got, he's got good hands and good wrestling, but, uh, I like, when I watch those dudes, I don't really think they're, like, that, that great? Yeah, I don't think they're that great. Really? Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to beat Stylebender. I, I think love he's going to beat Stylebender. I really do. Kelvin Gastelum. But, yeah. um, but you could beat them both. I think so. Like, yeah. who's taking Stylebender down or choked him? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> that, that so says cocky, it right there. Yeah. Like, no, it's not cocky. Like, it's, listen, uh -huh. there's a difference between cocky and this is what I'm going to do with my life. I know how good I am at it. I know who I can beat. I know what I'm capable of. And that's what you are. It's not like you're sitting here going, fuck these dudes. I'll beat all their asses. That's a different animal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like the attitude of this is what I'm going to do. I can't think of anything else I want to do. And I can beat these guys right now. Yeah. How many fights is it going to take you to get in the UFC? I have some stupid delusion in my head that I'm just going to get on that contender series 
after going. Why up. is that stupid? I mean, a lot of these guys, I, out, Fluffy I, I, Hernandez, yeah, all these dudes. He out was here. five and zero or six and zero when he yeah, got in. Yeah, I think I'm you're right, right around there. Yeah, yeah, that's my goal. Why is that? Why is that stupid? I, I guess it's not. Like, <laughs> I think it's pretty realistic. But a lot of people think you got to get ten or eleven. Contender like, or Ultimate Fighter? What would you rather do? Contender series or Ultimate Fighter? I would, I'd rather do Contender, but I do the Ultimate Fighter in a heartbeat. How come? How come you'd rather do the Contender? Because it's quicker path. Um, I don't know. I think there's like a bigger audience for that. Really? Yeah, maybe. Maybe yeah, now. Ultimate Fighter's know. falling off a little bit. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I, I still love watching it, like yeah. Ultimate Fighter. So, who knows? I, uh, yeah, I, I do too. Um, okay, so so let's let's take this the way we're, we're looking at it now. From what you said, you don't really have anything else that you'd want to do. Yeah. You you your short term goal obviously is to win this fight next week. Yeah. Maybe get a title fight and bury a combat somewhere around here. Pick up some belts. Go five and zero, oh, and hopefully get invited to the contender series. Yeah. Perform there well, and Dana says, hey. Come fight for us. That's the goal. That's that's your whole yeah. path. Yeah. There's nothing else. Not really. <laughs> I, I feel like you have to be kind of one track minded to uh, actually do well in this game. Like you, if you have some other kind of plan, I don't think. I think you can't give a hundred percent. Right. That's who, my who do you look up to? Who who are your fighters that you look at and you say this is who I want to emulate? Uh, Robert Whitaker, like nice. the middleweight champ. I like the way he, like his work ethic, like T.J. Dillashaw. Um, like I think the way those guys train is just like next level. Um, obviously Anderson Silva was kind of the dude I watched, like who got me in. Right. Like when I was watching him, so I've always tried to kind of like emulate him. Um, and I it was crazy. Like when I was early on in amateurs, I got to help Nick prepare for Anderson, like simulating Anderson. Like me and Joe Schilling were Shark Tanking him because you were tall. Yeah. yeah, just being tall. Yeah. Like um, so I mean also obviously Nick and Nate and Gil. Like I get to train and pick Gil's brain all the time. Like that's it's invaluable. All right, so let's abandon your career for a second. Let's just talk like two guys talking. Tell me, after Cody No Love loses three fights in a row, he gets knocked out three times in a row. Is his career over? What's I don't your think opinion? So. No, I no. I think he kind of got drawn into those in a silly like those the exchanges in a silly way. Like maybe if he switches up his camp or switches up his game plan, takes some time off. Can he like, beat T.J. Dillashaw? I don't think so. I mean, maybe he could, but I don't think he ever will. I think like every time they, I don't, meet, I don't know that they're going to fight again. Yeah, but yeah. Um, T.J.'s a beast. Yeah, I was kind of sad when he got stopped by Cejudo. That was a weird fight to yeah, me. Yeah, like, early stoppage too. Yeah, the whole thing was just kind of silly to me. It was weird, especially after he came off those two big victories, and then you know you're thinking, okay, whatever, whatever, but. Just it was a weird situation. Yeah. Uh, do you watch UFC like routinely? Do yeah, I watch every single fight, like uh, on every card, and uh, a lot of Bellator, a lot of Glory, uh, and like Lion Fight. Like I love watching fights. That's like I do that on my free time. Did you spar with Matt Baker a lot because yeah, of the height? A lot. Is that dude an animal or what? <laughs> it's the, the worst. <laughs> some of the worst rounds I've ever had in my life with him. Him and Xavier Vigny. Yeah. Like, oh, dude. How tall is Xavier? Like eight foot tall? How six, tall is it? So at least. insane. And Such like a big dude. 265 and athletic. Yeah. Like Did those, those are, two spar? Yeah. Oh, who gets it? Um, I don't know. I mean, they go back and forth. Xavier's just on, he's humongous and fast. That's a big guy. Doesn't man. make sense. Yeah, because you look at Matt and he's just gigantic. And then yeah. you look at Xavier and he's way bigger. Yeah, it's so <laughs> weird. <laughs> the fight that I really loved recently that I got to uh, commentate and ring announce was uh, DJ Robertson and Matt Baker at uh, okay. Muay Thai Global. That was just such a great fight because these two tall, lanky, just beastie fighters. Baker won, obviously. Um, but yeah, I, I like watching Matt fight, man. Yeah, he's an animal. Yeah. I still love that dude. Like training with him, like got me so much tougher and like just learn, uh, comfortable with fighting. Like maybe I wasn't the most technical striker, but I knew I could 
stand in there with Baker. Like, that's if you could stand in there with him, a lot of these MMA dudes don't have that kind of striking. Absolutely. So if you end up with a guy who's taller than you, which is going to be odd, but if you do, is that one of the guys maybe you'll go seek out and say, hey, can we stand up for a while and sure. do some rounds? Yeah, we still have a good relationship. Like, we spar. Like, it's been a while, but, like, every couple months we'll meet up. It's been a, a little while that we got to get back together. Like, me, him, Charles Rodriguez. Like, we had some crazy good. Yeah, that's the three guys that can fight right there. Yeah. yeah, and Jordan Williams. Like, we had one day that was us four doing round robin. Like, that was some good training. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to start tapering down. You got your fight coming up in a week. Uh, how many calories are you taking in a day right now? Um, Probably not as much as I would like. Like, I definitely feel <laughs> You're good. hungry. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hungry. What's but, a Mountain uh, Dew, bro? I'm, I'm not too he- – no, <laughs> it does look tasty, but – uh, I'm just like water, like staying drinking water. Like I'm eating healthy food and just eating a lot. Like if I can eat a lot of fruit or a lot of like low density calorie foods. Like what's your cut? What do you walk around at? Um, like before I like actually started cutting weight, I was probably like two hundred two to two hundred three. Fat so, ass. Uh, that's and I wasn't like <laughs> fat doing it. Like I definitely put on a little weight, but uh, I've been lifting a lot more. So now I'm like one ninety seven ish or like one ninety six probably. Okay. So. I feel good. And you make weight pretty easily. Have you ever had an issue cutting weight? Uh, no, no. Never I mean, been. I could try to kill myself and get to 70, but I feel like this is my brain functions better at 85 like this. So Joe Cropscott's opinion of someone who shows up with four weeks, eight weeks notice about a fight and shows up overweight. What's your opinion of someone who shows up overweight when they've, when yeah. they've had plenty of notice about the fight? It makes me mad. Like, I, I hope this dude, this Polish dude comes on weight to gladiator challenge. Like, I've Are heard, you worried he's not going to? Not really. Like, if he comes at 195, I'll fight him. Like, I really don't care. But just have, like, I'll take some of his purse then. Yeah. Like, Extra really money. Yeah. We already talked about that. Yeah. Um, but you find it unprofessional. For sure. Yeah, like, that's one, you have one job, like, leading up to the fight. Just make the weight and then. Stay healthy, make yeah. the weight. Yeah. Yeah. Has anyone ever done that to you? Yeah. Joseph Cardozo missed weight by, like, seven pounds when I fought him for the title. He's, like, 192. That night. So then, I think I remember that. Where was that fight at? Uh, Craneway. It was Conquer, yeah. Yeah. And he couldn't win the belt, I remember. If he won the fight, they weren't going to give him the oh, belt really? because he was so know. overweight. Yeah. Yeah. You were the only one who could get the belt that night. Okay. I remember us talking about that, but they didn't want us to say anything on the on – because the, then it kind of takes away from the fight. Like, yeah. oh, even if he wins, he doesn't get the belt. But, yeah, no, they weren't going to give him the belt that okay. night. Okay. That makes I, sense. I remember that fight now. Yeah. So um, the, this Polish guy I'm fighting in a week. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Robert Sarkozy. Where's he train at? I have no clue. Do you I care? Think somewhere in Poland. I don't care where he trains. Somewhere in Poland. Yeah, somewhere in Europe. <laughs> I, I guess like but this dude's dudes, flying in from Poland to fight Gladiator so. a Challenge. Lot dudes, a lot of like Pol- his teammates, I think, come out and fly out to fight. He's got like thirty pro fights. Damn. Even record, kind of like a Justin Baseman type of dude. Fifteen and fifteen. Yeah, a journeyman. Yeah. I'm, I'm staying away from that comment, dude. That's my boy. I'm I mean, staying, I like. I like. I just do. I, I'm at, Listen, I love Justin. He knows that. I was listen. I knew Justin had a fight, and he was going to announce it. And I was in San Diego last week, and Chris Lieben was the ref, and we were talking, and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fighting Bare Knuckle. I said, who are you fighting? He goes, oh, Justin Baseman? I go, what? He goes, yeah, so Baseman, I guess, I think he's lost 12 in a row in California. So CSAC has said, dude, we're we're not going to let you fight here anymore until you go get a win somewhere else. So his answer was to go fight Chris Lieben at Bare Knuckle Championships. So Seems logical. (laughs) I don't know. I I'm all know, respect man. to that dude. Like that's, that's a lot. I love Justin. That's a lot of fights. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely not like overlooking this dude. He's got, got a ton of experience. I just don't. And he's 43, so he's old, but he's got a ton of experience. Like he's gonna have some tricks. I'm 43. All right. 
Yeah, well, fuck you, Joe Cropsa. That's. I mean, are you still fighting though? No, I quit fighting. I <laughs> fought in years. I'm not old though. No, you're not old. I hate but you. To be I'm saying fu- your name wrong. I'm from 23. Now on. Like I'm. I got like 20. Years so you're young. 23. You're fighting a guy that's 43. He's 15 and 15. What? I wonder what is. What's his streak right now? Do we know? I don't know. Okay, give me his name one more time. We're gonna look this up. We're gonna break this news right here. It's Robert, and then um, S A R K O Z I. K O Z I. Yeah, there it is. Robert Sarkozy. As far as, as I've seen, I've only looked into him a little bit. Like seen one or two fights. We'll see what the uh, forever wrong. I know. Sure dog. Sure dog never knows anything. Okay, so he's nineteen and eighteen. Okay. With one draw, and he is. He's three for three and six in his last nine fights. And actually, he lost to Justin Baseman. Mm-hmm. He lost to Marcus Gaines. Oh, he, this guy's fought some people. Yeah. Marcus Gaines. Um, that's Phil Flathers' guy. Yeah, he's fought a lot of a lot of guys around here. That's crazy. So he's coming from Poland, but he's fighting a lot of California guys. Yeah, I don't know. I think he comes out here to fight a lot. That's weird. Yeah, who knows? They got to fight in Poland. I mean, those guys are... Yeah. I did the world fighting... Or what is it? The team fighting championships they did out there. Those guys like five on five where they beat each other up all yeah, at the same time. Crazy. Would you do that? No. Why not? I, if you had like Matt and you had like Bueno and you had like Gil on your team, you wouldn't go do if it. If I had some like trusting like dudes on my side, <laughs> but you're only as strong as your weakest link. As soon as as soon as one dude's down, like you're getting double teamed. We'll put Sarkozy on your team. Wow. <laughs> So you wouldn't do that. So there nah. you go. Crop Scott would not fight five on five. Nah. Gladiator Challenge did like a tag team fight, right? Did they really? Yeah, with Jamie Hara, where it's like you tag in and out. I don't know, man. That's it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. Would you do that? I mean, I guess so. Yeah. They, do they just tag out when they're yeah, in they bad tag position? out? <laughs> I guess. Get out on the I didn't get to see it, in. but it was like this big thing. That, and then they did this other one. Um, Art Davies came up with where you're like you're like arm wrestling. But you can throw kicks. I saw that. That's crazy. Where do people come up with this shit, dude? And they're doing arm bars over the yeah. <laughs> yeah, table like... in the middle. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to get you into that team fighting championships. Okay. I'm going to get right. you a good team, too. Bunch if you had of... a sick team, maybe. But <laughs> So you, you don't – who do you trust? Okay, you're in a bar. Three guys want to fight you, and you have one guy with you. Who is it? I don't know. Uh like you hear in this Bu- training partners, he doesn't trust any bueno, of you guys to have like his back bueno in a bar. Could for sure, fight. Like so, I'd probably say Bueno. Like he'd be there to fight. Albert, like the dude, is also a beast. That's so the guy that you. He might be making his debut. Yeah. Like later this year. What's he? What's he weigh? Probably like two hundred five, but probably fight at eighty five. Okay. Middleweight. Yeah. And you said he might even be on on Bay Area Combat. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So, is there anything you want to say to people that are watching, like tuned in today to listen to you talk, listen to me ask um, you stupid questions? Uh, I would just like to say, I mean, I don't think the questions were stupid. They're pretty fun. Yeah, I'm awesome. Uh, yeah, it's fun. I'm, I'm really fucking awesome. <laughs> Did you, you want um, to apologize to your mom for being a dirty little skater kid and, and getting sent off to boarding school? I think now's your chance to do it. I feel like I already have. I apologize to your, to your girlfriend for saying that you'd leave her when, when you, you get rich. You said that. No, you kind of, you laughed. You made like a face, dude. I tried to save joke. you. <laughs> She's got a good sense of humor. Like that's why it works together so well. Um. But I would just like to say, like, check out the fight. Like, I'm, I'm excited to uh, take, like, it's a step up in competition to fight a guy with this many fights, for sure. Uh, I'm sure he's, like, a Yeah, because even if he splits them, I mean, this is a guy who's been in the cage yeah. 30 times. Yeah, he's plus. not going to be panicked when, like, someone hits him. Like, I don't, he's going to be there to be hit. Um, and I'm, like, looking forward. I feel like it's going to allow me to show all my skills a lot more. Someone who's actually going to stand in there for a bit and not panic and try to just take me down and quit. Like, look for a way to quit. 
So this this kind of fight could you know boost you a little bit because yeah. people say, hey, you just beat a guy who had thirty three fights yeah, or whatever. Yeah, third it is. pro fight. Like, yeah, that's and, pretty good. Yeah, I, I think that uh, I'm just excited to do it. Are you super happy at your weight right now? Have you ever thought about getting bigger or smaller? I'm trying to get like I, I'm trying to keep lifting and get stronger. Like if if the weight keeps adding up, like that's fine. Like it it has been for me lifting. What's like what are you like possible height like light heavy? I mean, maybe way down the road if I keep lifting and putting on muscle. Like, I've had Carl, like, Badwater say right. that to me. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. If yeah. I put on, like, 20 pounds, maybe. Okay, so next week. It's next weekend, right? Yeah. The 23rd, I want to say. 23rd, Thunder Valley Casino. It's going to be Joe Cropscott and Robert Sardozzi from Poland. The Polish guy, as Joe yes. Cropscott calls him. Yes. Who's got, like, 30 fights. So it's 30. Let's see, 19 and 18. This guy is... 37 37 fights and you've had two yeah so whose idea was that uh yours no give me a guy who's got 300 fights where's travis fulton um gill looked it up was like yeah that's a good fight like he's short stocky dude like that that's works right into my game plan who's working your corner next week uh michael bueno john santos and um i have one other guy who's gonna do my hands like rich storley okay wrap my hands all right. Uh, what can people expect? Are you gonna? I don't want you to give away your game plan, but are you gonna try? Obviously, I think you're gonna stand up because you've been working on your stand up a lot. So I think in your head you're like, okay, I want to knock this guy out. I think I'm just gonna destroy him from a range and uh, pick him he, apart. Yeah, and if he tries to like bum rush in, I think he's gonna get met with some nasty stuff. And if if he tries to take me down, I don't think that plays out well for him. How many tickets? You said you sold 30? Yeah. But you'll have more people there, right? Because you only had 30. I don't know if the show even has more it's a small. Available. It's a small spot. Yeah, that's why he just gave me that many. He's like, we, that's all we have. Hopefully they do a little something for Cal Warsham. I know they just lost. He was their matchmaker for a very long time. He was my coach for a long time. But um, I think I might come out to that one because I think they're going to do that. So okay. if I'm not stuck. If I can get out there, man, I'm going to come watch you fight. Okay. I love watching you fight, bro. I, I, I know I got to say what I got to say because we're on the show or whatever. But truthfully, and I said it before, um, I, I do think that you're one of those guys that's going to come out of California and be something different, you know? So I, I really hope you win this fight. I know you're going to, and uh, hopefully we can get you a title in Barry, a combat and a few other places. And then, uh, you can go on the contender series and not the ultimate fighter. I, I'm cool with the ultimate <laughs> fighter, but thank, thank you, man. It means a lot coming from you. Absolutely, bro. Thanks for stopping by, man. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to shout out? Anything you want to talk about? Um, I just, I guess, shout out to, uh, I got a teammate competing tomorrow, like Israel Delgado and GKO. So shout out to him. Um, I guess that's it. Like, I mean, shout out to my teams, Team Santos and El Nino. Uh, John Santos, like, for sure changed my life, like, bringing me into that. You should say hi to your girlfriend. You're already in Yeah, shout out to my girlfriend, Victoria, (laughs) who's watching this at home. And she's going to be mad at you. It's not going to be me. I'm going to be I'll hide, dude. I got security at (laughs) the show. she's a purple belt. She's good. (laughs) I hide, dude. Um, so yeah shout out to those people shout out to all the teammates in this camp who helped like shark tank me and put me through stuff that's going to be way worse than the fight absolutely yeah all right man thanks for stopping by bro guys check out joe cropscott next week uh thunder valley casino it is gladiator challenge uh robert sarkozy is his opponent and then hopefully we'll get him on barrier combat soon as well and uh thanks everybody for tuning in my name is jim cooley i am the host of north bay face off thanks to deborah farolito the owner of bay area combat and of course steve barnett was not here today um and that's because god looks over me sometimes we'll see you guys next time (laughs)